hello. Well, hello. Nice to see you again, ma'am. <laughs> nice to see you. So, welcome again to Two Friends, two friends One, one big, big Case of Depression. <laughs> and for those who are new here, my name is Suzette. And I'm Elaine. So, here we are. <laughs> number, what is this, number four? Yes, episode That's number crazy. Three. I can't believe we've like done four of these like because we're such ADHD and like yeah. sometimes we get new hobbies <laughs> but damn I'm here for it of course you haven't been like oh, never mind let's not do it oh do you really want to film because I don't I mean we already talked to each other so might as well just film it might as well let's get this going <laughs> oh are we twinsing today Please. hey Tears, tears. Only there was alcohol in this. I mean, they would never know. I would actually. <laughs> I should like. Oh, they would talking. know. They, they, they would know. know. Yeah, they would be able to tell. People who know me would know when I'm drunk. They actually do. That's the sad part. Literally. But um, so we want to try something new, right? With our pod today, right? We're the sharing the one thing about our week. Or did we do that last pod? Or no, right? We did the, the time before, just like um, asking little... how our week was. All right. Then we're going to make this, I think, maybe a weekly thing. Yes. I keep it weekly. So, ma'am, how was your week? Tell us. I had a good week. You know, it's um, ending the school year. So it's like the last month of school. So it's just, you know, the kids doing cool stuff at school. And then we went to Universal Studios. We have annual passes. So we just went to go walk around and stuff. But we couldn't get into um, Mario Land this time. Because we needed like a, I guess like a thing to be in line or whatever. But because we, we got there so late. But we were like, yeah, whatever. But that was fun. So we were just walking around. Chilling. So my question is, you couldn't get on the ride or you couldn't go into like the place where the whole thing... You couldn't get into the land because I guess you there have you to do like a virtual line or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not like Hogwarts or like Harry Potter or whatever? Where it's just like... You no, not yet because it's still new. So... Do you want to keep it exclusive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about no, you? I actually want to go. Something you would like to share with your week? Well, I'm done with college finally. Well, I'm done with my licenses, sure. Licenses, sure. Hey, hey, hey. I'm done. Officially done. But, yeah. I don't think I could get here. Until you want to go for your master's. Which will be next year. I just need a little bit of experience the rest of the year. And yeah. Got this. Mm-hmm. Got this. Let's see what else. Um, I guess we're very honest on this pod, right? Yeah uh my family met somebody that i'm currently uh i guess seeing i'm like mm-hmm. can't, even, can't even say it out loud that's <laughs> so yeah that, 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 you're that's like <laughs> so yeah and i went to Rigoso this weekend it was beautiful it was really nice weather so that was good Let's see if I ever get to go. Because every time we plan to go, it's something always comes up. Yeah, and I remember last time how bad the wind was when we were trying to get to go there. Yeah. It was like, like do we want to die? 
How do we want to die? Not nah. today. Not today. And if anybody knows how I drive, knows that I'm a horrible driver. So those winds plus my driving, we would have been gone. <laughs> yeah. We would have been gone. It would have been like, bye-bye. Bye. At least we would have gone together. No, I'm just kidding. That's so horrible. That's so horrible. <laughs> the only thing I asked for is to not put me on a shirt with like the halo and the angel wings and the clouds. That's all I asked for. If whenever my time comes, please don't do that to me. Please. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture of you, but with like, you know, like um when it's like those gangster memes or whatever, they have the little glasses, the pixel pixelized uh sunglasses. Um, but she's a thug in heaven now. Y'all be the thoughts in the streets in heaven. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> I love this for us. I like how we're starting off so like lighthearted on, on our are. topic for today. Would you like to share what our topic is today? <laughs> so our topic today is grief. Yes, grief. So trigger warning, our grief are well they're not well, they're similar because you know it's the loss of someone we love but mm-hmm. they do talk about you know certain words like you know we're, we'll write them down below because we don't want to get you know censored for saying them sewer side and you know other mm-hmm. things and just if that triggers you we totally understand if you don't want to watch we get it because it's hard to listen to mm-hmm. plus it's not just like uh one kind of grief because there's also grief mm-hmm. like just losing something, losing someone that maybe they didn't pass, but maybe they're just not in your lives anymore. And you just cut them out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's different grief. So it we're going to talk about different things. Yeah. Would you like to go first, ma'am? <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Well, first of all. How about the fake nails? I don't have any right now, though. Because I cut mine off during an anxiety attack in class. <laughs> Let's see. Well, first of all. I think the first time I really experienced like grief was I think in middle school, my aunt, well, it was my aunt, my uncle, my cousin passed away um, Mm. suddenly from a car accident. They were like on the way home from a party and then um, they got hit by a drunk driver, like literally blocks away from their house Um, and all three of them passed away. So it was like, obviously very sudden um we weren't expecting it and then like to lose all three at one time was just like crazy you know yeah and then it's like um so that was like my first big like I didn't know how to deal with it like I didn't know because it was like my aunt my aunt was like always there for me like mm-hmm. she lived in uh we lived in LA and she lived in Pomona mm-hmm. and uh hysteria after but she would always like make time to like come to my performances like she would come visit like stuff like that so like she was I guess you could say like my favorite aunt you know yeah so like when she passed away I was like oh my god like I couldn't believe it and then I was like really hurt because then it's like it was sad because then my little cousin I think he was like a little bit younger than me like passed away really yeah oh so all three of them passed away together and then like dealing with our own feelings obviously but then it's like um we had to go to well my family all went to like the court proceedings of the person who like killed them 
And then like I was in middle school and I was going because my parents had no one else to like pick me up or take me to school, or whatever. So I had to go too. And then that was hard, like being in court and doing all that, like, you know. But I think it's like um I think that because of how they passed and stuff, that's always instilled in me, like not to drink and drive. Um, just because you know, you can not only hurt yourself and a lot of times the people that do it don't hurt themselves, but they hurt other people and, you know, take away like other people's like, you know, seriously injure someone or, you know, they pass away. And then, um, so it took me a while, like to, cause that was my first big grief. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it took me a while to, you know, go through my feelings. Cause you go through all, like, you know, how they have like a bunch the of stages of grief. Yeah. yeah. So like being sad, obviously confused, angry, like all those things. Um I think the other kind of grief I went through was when me and you stopped being friends. Yeah. That was a big grief. And it was yeah. like we stopped being friends. And this is when we were like what? Like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen? Did you go to my do we celebrate 21 together or no? no? So then it was 19. No, it's 20. Yeah. yeah. So we stopped being friends. And that was like, like, I obviously I lost you. And I was like, my boyfriend at the time, he was like, didn't know what to do. Because I was like crying, like my eyes out, like literally like in the fetal position crying. Because I was just like, she's my best friend. And it's just, like, Don't cry, bitch. Don't cry. <laughs> Try to tell someone for that right now. Yeah. yeah and then and, you know because we were such big obviously still but before it was just like we were big things in both of our lives and it's just like to go from like talking to someone or seeing someone Every and like hanging out with him and then it's like all of a sudden you just don't mm-hmm. it's like it's that crazy was a loss because I think I saw you more than I saw my parents or any of my family members for sure like yeah. Like, at one point, our significant others <laughs> were best friends. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of weird now that I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But, <laughs> yeah, that was, like, a different, and yeah. I, even then, like, because it was a different kind of loss. Yeah. I was just, like, why do I feel so, like, I know she's still, like, here, but she's not in my life. Yeah. So, it was just, like, so hard for me. And then I remember one time I saw you because obviously we went to, we would have to go to the same Target. I saw you one time at Target when we weren't friends. Oh, really? And then I was like stalking you. And I was like, <laughs> should I go talk or something? And I was like, no. And I felt so sad because I saw you and I was like, we're not friends. I'm not going to go talk yeah, to her. I don't even remember. I don't think I saw you at all. And I was like, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, my fucking heart right now. <laughs> Yeah. you know and then um obviously like a lot of people pass away mm-hmm. that you don't really know and stuff like that so I'm just mm-hmm. like I feel like those like you're sad but it's not like grief because it's not like a big loss but mm-hmm. I think the next one would be like my dad because my dad he passed away suddenly I kind of knew he was sick, but he's one of the, he was one of those guys that like didn't want to go to the doctor because he didn't want them to tell him something bad. Yeah, because like he was always like 
swollen, like his hands were swollen. Mm-hmm. That's why I know something's wrong with the, well, King Charles now. His hands are so swollen. I think you brought that up to me, right? You're like, yes. that's not normal. You're like, this seems too familiar. And I was like, okay. And then, then I started noticing how. Yeah, because um, my dad was, his hands were really swollen like all the time. And I was telling him, I would ask my mom, like, is he sick? Like, she's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. You know him. He doesn't want to go to a doctor or nothing. I was like, okay. So then, like, it happened, like, very suddenly. Like, he fell down one day. Emmanuel had to help him um, get into my mom's car in order for her to take him to the emergency room. And then, like, he went to the emergency room Wednesday. And then um, he passed away Sunday. So it was, like, very quick. And it was just, like, so, like, crazy because it's, like, you think, like, I knew, like, eventually he was going to pass away. But then you don't yeah. really, like, think, like, oh, yeah, they're going to pass away. It's just, like, someone you that's, like, so big. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, me and my dad have our problems. But it's just, like, crazy. Like, you don't want to happen. And then it's, like, especially, like, for my mom, it was just, like, because um, my mom's very, like, she keeps to herself a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like it was hard for me to like be there for her because obviously she lost this person that's been in her life for like so long, yeah. way longer than me. Yeah. And then it's just like, she was like still going to work and stuff. Like, cause I guess she wanted to keep herself busy and like, I got it, but I'm still, we're like, we're like, well, what do we do? Like, <laughs> how do we do? It's like, not only like, I think that's the thing with my dad because I put myself kind of in charge of having to deal with like um, making all the arrangements and stuff like that because like my sister she lived kind of far my brother was busy like with his stuff so yeah. it's like and then I live like close to my mom mm-hmm. um, so it's like I would put my and then I like put my feelings aside and I was like no like I need to I need to be strong and I need to like do all the things you know yeah and it was hard because it's just like you want to you want to be like you want to go into that grief and like cry and stuff like that but then I knew like if I went into that I wouldn't be able to come out of that yeah and then it's like I felt like I needed to be that way so then my mom could like oh even though she never did yeah it's funny because she wouldn't talk to me she wouldn't talk to me like she wouldn't talk to anyone but like she talked to like my husband like Emmanuel or like other people that aren't that close to her like she, I feel like she opens up more than like people that are closer which is weird but that's her own thing do you think maybe it's because it's easier to open up to somebody who they don't want like how do I say because you're their daughter right so yeah she doesn't want to dump that on you and then I mean that's not the right word like put that on you because no, yeah. you're going through that type of grief you know maybe yeah that's what I think I don't know but it's just hard, hard. like oh like go talk to her like go like see how she is or whatever yeah. you know like I would send him but then like it was hard having to do that and then like I had to ask my sister to help me even though she was far mm-hmm. like two calls and stuff like that because it was a lot like flowering just trying to you know figure out because when you've never dealt with any of that stuff before it's just like what, what do I do, I do? <laughs> yeah and it's like crazy doing all that. I don't understand how, why that, who made this whole, like, oh yeah, like you just lost someone. Oh, well here, you need to make all these calls or here, you need to do all. And I'm just like, 
how is why is that no like so normal and it's somebody that and it's not the sad part is it's one of the persons that's closest to the person who died who has to be like my grief has to come last right now i need to get this done like i don't have time to mourn i have to i have to get it going that's why like i i think especially like um now i feel like have you remember i showed you that um when i die book or whatever like oh yeah like i want one of those because i'm just like i don't want to have people be like well what should we do or who do like what do we like i want to plan even if it's like obviously i'm not gonna go do something or whatever but i'm like yeah, yeah, if no, yeah. that time ever comes that i pass or whatever i don't want people to have to be like oh why did you do this or maybe they would have liked that like i would rather have it written down like I don't want this. I don't want that. Don't worry about this. Blah, 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 blah. Because it's just like, it's a lot. It's a lot to take it on. It is. Especially when it's not written all the way out and you make the decisions and other people get mad at you for them. Yeah. That's the hard part. I'm just like, and then I feel like a lot of like, for some reason, a lot of us aren't ready at all. Like no, no one has, like no one has their plots. No one has like, oh yeah, this is like, you know, because it's so like no one wants to talk about. Like, don't talk about that. Because if you do, it's like, uh, you and mom are talking about this, and I was like, well, we, if you want to buy a plot, we can buy one together. Because you know, till we die, ride or die, little lady me, uh, I'll be buried with her, right? Yeah, that's a different story. And I'm like, if you want to buy it right now, let's go ahead and get it done with, and just have it ready. And she's yeah. procrastinated on it. And I asked her why. And she said, because what if I buy it and one of us dies right away? So, you know, you have that, like, superstition. So, I you know. Yeah. So, it's just, like, crazy. And then, uh, obviously, my brother passed away suddenly. Yeah. And then it was just, like, out of nowhere. And I think that one was even more surprising because my brother was only, what, 43? Mm-hmm. I was young. <laughs> and it's just like he has his kids and stuff like that and it's just like for me like as you know my brother's mm-hmm. like the person I would always like go to like he was like I say like oh yeah he was like my superman because he was always there like to help me or save me or whatever but it's just like because even the other day I don't know what me and the kids are talking about we we're talking about I think like when Leilani was a baby or something. Oh, um, they were going through like their their stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my brother's the one who bought Leilani her crib. And then remember you told me that. Yeah, so he bought her crib, and then Roman used the crib, and then like um, he would send her like text messages and stuff because you know she has a phone. Yeah, and then funny because like uh. Even like the masks she uses for school every day, he got it mm-hmm. for her. And she's like, I don't I'm like always like, don't you want to change your mask? And she's like, no, because my, my deal gave this to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know? And yeah. I think that's another because when my dad passed away, Leilani was little. Yeah. But like, she still felt it because obviously. Yeah. Her grandma. But right now that she's older. And then it's like having the kids, I think it's harder too because just like having to go through your grief and then deal with like having to tell your kids and then it's like going through their grief. grief. And then like not only that, but because my brother's kids too, it's like 
like I'm glad that they have um like their aunts and uncles and their mom to help them but like they have an uncle who was like I think he's like a therapist or something like that so he helps them a lot like you know to talk to them and stuff like that but it's just like making sure they're okay because no one expected it to happen from my brother like no one so it's just like having to go through our own feelings like I said I think in a past podcast like um I stopped taking my antidepressants for like two days because I was just like I needed to cry I needed to cry so hard like because it was just like so crazy because I had a call I was like calling I think I called like six hospitals looking for my brother um and then because my mom I was in my mom's room calling all these places or whatever like seeing where my brother was and then they're like oh yeah we can't find him and then like they called me from like the coroner's office and then like having to tell my mom that and it's just like even now because mother's day is coming up next week well so they know when we film right now (laughs) it's this uh, sunday yeah yeah and i'm like dreading it because like the past couple like probably like two weeks i would like on the weekends like my mom takes a little bit longer to come out of the room and i see her eyes and it's just like i know she's sad because my brother would always like um make my mom like custom gifts and stuff so like little things you know because he always wanted to do like something special for my mom so it's gonna be her first mother's date without my brother and it's just like i know like her grief obviously like i give her her chance to like um you know, be alone in her room or whatever she needs. But then I'm, like, always, like, oh, hey, like, we're doing this. Do you want to come hang out with us? Hey, you want to come do this? So, like, Mother's Day, I'm, like, kind of just do it, like, doing it by ear. Like, oh, like, I'm just going to be, like, hey, you want to go out for lunch or something? Yeah. Um, But it's just, like, a, for, like, the past month, I'm just, like, kind of, like, stressing myself out because I'm, like, what can I do? What can I do to make her feel special? Like my brother, like making, getting her like things made or whatever. And I was putting that pressure on myself. And I'm like, I can't do that to myself. Like literally like barely last week, I was like, I can't do that to myself. It's not my job to try to replace him or like to do those little things because that was his thing. And I'm not, I'm not him. So whatever I do, it's not going to be, like, anything close to what he's doing, you know? Yeah. So it's just, like, okay. Like, I literally, like, literally last week I was just, like, okay. Like, I'm just going to get her, like, whatever. Like, whatever I feel, like, getting her and not put that pressure on myself to, like, make it a big thing or whatever. Because I'm just, like, I want to be sensitive to her and how she feels. If she doesn't want to do anything, then that's fine you know and that's her choice like you're very good at that respecting people's grieving methods yeah because everyone goes through their grief like different ways you know yeah they do like uh very different ways last weekend was when it like six months on sunday and my mom left to like my uncle's house and i was like okay and then like um we had already planned for emmanuel's sister to come over because she was Mm -hmm. here for um but then like it ended up being like 
kind of like a comida, like we made meat and stuff like that, rice and being and had his family over. And I kind of felt like being like, I don't want to do this. But then I was like, you know what? My brother would have enjoyed, like he would have been here too, probably. Like, yeah. <laughs> my brother always partying. Um, your brother was like the life of the party I know I think like, that's I, yeah so so blessed to have met your brother and had the fortune to know him and I think a lot of people were yeah because such a good person I mean that's the hard part like planning things and they're not gonna be like especially my brother Sorry, guys. Probably can't hear you. <laughs> no, I can hear you, so it's good. Um, like, I have Roman's having a birthday party this year. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, planning it. It's just hard because I think about it. My brother was always the first one at my house. <laughs> I remember last. Was it last year or two years ago? Yeah. He's always the first one at my house, like to help me with whatever. Like, like, oh, do you need anything? Do you want me to bring this or whatever, you know? And it's just like not having that. And then, you know, my brother just like happy and stuff like that. Like life of the party, like change the music, blah blah blah. Like Yeah. Such like a big presence is gonna be yes. missing and it's just like even that that's what I like grief is literally anytime I talk to someone it's like literally like waves because like I was like obviously still grieving for a while but it's just like now that like the six months came around it's like if the wave is big and it's just like I feel like since it's been so long he's really not here It's the having to accept that this really happened. Yeah, because you know in the beginning, obviously, like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Time goes by, and you're kind of like getting into this new thing, and like you know, but you don't like you don't really accept it. But it's like now, it's like there's no other choice. Yeah, like you have to accept it because <laughs> you barter, right? That's one of the stages of the grief cycle is you try to make a, a trade. I promise God, if you bring him back, I will be a better person or I will change this or I will do anything. Yeah. And then you realize it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Sadly. I'm like, I wish you did. I know, right? <laughs> I'd be a nun right now. Let me tell you, I'd do anything. But I get but- you. It's hard to accept it. It is. Yeah. So enough of me crying. It's your turn to cry. <laughs> I, was, I was helping you cry. <laughs> um, well, I guess my first grief was when I was, I think, in high school. No, I was in middle school. So my uncle died. Uh-huh. And we I saw him. Like, we all did at the time. We saw him take his last breath. And that was hard as, like, a 12-year-old to see. Yeah. It's not something you're prepared to see if somebody, like, die. Which yeah. kind of chips me out with later deaths in my life <laughs> um that was hard because he was one, like you know he was my favorite uncle yeah. I spent a lot of time with uh, his family and that was hard that was hard uh, he's such a great guy 
and I still think of him and I wonder if he would be here if our family like my dad's family would be a little bit more different at least on our end you know yeah but that's life <laughs> it sounds horrible huh and then well you know the relationship between you and I both when we were younger and then when we got older I remember I saw your dad pass and that's when we weren't talking but I still reached out because you know I couldn't imagine the pain you felt yeah going through that um those things are hard the the ones where they're still alive but you're not in their life you know you got to respect it to an extent um yeah like I have a friend we, we both know this friend too um was out of my life for a while mostly for my own self because I couldn't handle a friendship like that and it sucks because you, you you mourn that person and then it's luckily with us it's the same because we're still here <laughs> living and thriving together as friends but with the other person it's not and sometimes yeah. it's sad that you know it has to end yeah it really does I think one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through was just my husband's death that was the hardest thing in my whole life um he completed taking his own life in front of me and at that moment it didn't feel real yeah and uh, the fact that I had to call the army and tell them. And I had to reach out to his old boss and be like, hey, I have no help from the army. I have the army telling me they're going to give me his body. I have the coroner telling me they're going to give me his body and I don't know what to do. The fact that his own company, other than uh, his partner helped me, made me really sad. That yeah. uh, I don't know how, I was very, and it's a hard word to say, I was very fortunate I didn't have to worry about planning anything. Army took care of that. But you still had a big ass binder you had to go through that. Yeah. But I think for me, more than anything, is yeah, I mourn my husband every day. But more than anything, I I also mourn the life we could have had. Yeah, the hopes you had. Perfect. Um, I'm 35 this year. And I remember when he passed, he had told me he didn't want to be a dad anymore. That <laughs> he didn't want to try. He didn't want to be a dad. He wasn't going to be a good dad. And I said, I respect that. Um, yeah. But what about when we turn 35? Let's uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. 35 this year. I don't have that option. I, that's the sad part is yeah. I thought I'm, our marriage wasn't perfect. And maybe this will be a topic for another, you know, podcast. Our, our marriage wasn't perfect, but he was my best friend. And yeah. I thought he was a person I was gonna I was gonna die with. Yeah. And I guess yes, technically I did die. I'm not the same person I was when I got married. But that death, the grief, um, I still don't handle it well. Yeah. I'll have days where I'm fine and next thing you know, I lose it. I was on my way back from Ridoso yesterday and the person I was with put on just random music. This person doesn't know him at all. Yeah. And one of the first songs was a song that me and Matt always used to sing. And I lost it completely. Thankfully, this person, I, I thankfully, like, they were, like, in their own world. They, I think they were asleep at that point, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't quite, I didn't even look over there. Because <laughs> it was my turn to drive, so I didn't even look over there. I was just bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Because all I could think about is, why aren't you right here? why aren't you right here? Like, you should have been here. Not yeah. whoever this individual is. Like, you should have been here. And it sucks. It sucks a lot. It changes how you are a lot. 
it changes your your demeanor it changes your heart you were married for so long and a that's decade literally like your life he was my whole life and I think that's what people I guess in my case didn't understand is he literally yeah. was my whole life mm-hmm. everything I did was for him everything maybe people thought it was the other way around that I was the one that was being catered to because I've heard that yeah. it wasn't it was the other way around I yeah. would do I my whole life was him everything mm-hmm. I've had surgeries for him because he wanted to try to have babies I didn't want kids he wanted yeah. kids and we're back again from a short break not from crying though <laughs> not from crying <laughs> so the way I handle my grief is not the healthiest way you know because I don't I don't know how to handle this because I don't think I'm just handling the grief of losing my husband, right? Yeah. It's the actual seeing it. Yeah. And therapy, medications, blessing. <laughs> I fought it hard, though. I fought it hard. <laughs> uh, but it's good. Um, as you know, most of the men that I've like dated or gone on dates with, they all are like one person. Just like one person. And I do not because I don't want to accept that he's not here. So I think to myself, if I could just fix this person, yeah. then I, it's like making up for not fixing that. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Is yeah. that I feel that, especially when it comes to his family, I was a bad guy in that story. And I'm okay with that. But they don't take responsibility for the hurt they caused him as a child. Yeah. And even as adults, like, I remember, and, and I know his family's going to, I don't know if his family's going to see this, and I really don't care. Uh, I remember his cousin was in jail, and we would send him money. And uh-huh. I'd be like, oh, well, have you talked to your cousin or whatever? And he's like, no, he doesn't talk to me. Or when he got out, no, he hasn't seen me. And for him, he was mourning his own family that he didn't have. Yeah. And that's another form of grief. But for me, I mourned all of that with him. I mourned a husband. I lost a husband before he physically died. Yeah. And that's sad. Yeah. Really sad. And I think for me, grief comes in waves. And it comes mostly when I do stupid things because I'm trying to avoid to feel that. Yeah. Because I... I feel like your grief is harder because because he was in the army and you yeah. guys spend so much time apart it's like you guys wouldn't see each other for months yeah okay. and it's just like i feel like a piece of you is still like waiting for him to come back oh it is trust me and because that's, thing- that's what you were so used to not seeing him for long periods of time and then like all of a sudden because there was a lot of times when you couldn't even talk to him yeah or see and him first- or video calls or anything first few deployments the first two were like that and you're right I still sometimes hope that I'll get a call him saying a call from him saying hey can you come pick me up but it's never gonna come yeah like it's never gonna come and it it makes me sad (laughs) it makes me really sad that the one thing that kept us apart our whole marriage is literally the one thing that like pretty much is the reason he's not here anymore yeah and uh 
for me, like I think I tell I told you and certain people know, I still struggle every day with thinking, why didn't he do that to me first? Yeah. Every day I wake up and I think that great, I'm still here. Yeah. And that's the part of grief that you try to hide, right? From people. Yeah. But it's not healthy. Yeah. But um I think for me the the grief I feel for losing my husband. And losing like a family member that I really loved is so so different because I was able to understand why my uncle died. Yeah. I was able to understand why it happened. But this some I sometimes can't wrap my head around why this happened. You know? And yeah. it's hard because <laughs> I still think of him 24-7. And sometimes his name will just slip out. And that's horrible. Yeah. I still talk about him as if he's still alive, though. Mm. I do. My, me and my parents do that a lot. We mm. talk about, oh, he's still alive. Yeah. But he's not. Just like you said, when your brother for six months, it hits you like, damn. Every year that I age, because it was on the month he died, yeah. is a year that I'm reminded that he will forever be 32. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. I think for me with Matt I think I was more sad when he passed because remember when like that picture I was talking about of him yeah Yeah. and because he passed like obviously he took his own life it was just like even when he was that little he was already like going going through so much yeah and it's his, just like his parents i will forever hate his parents and i'll gladly make that public <laughs> because i never got to tell them that even though they made me feel like shit yeah but it's and, like the majority of his life was just feeling sadness sad. of not being good enough yeah but it's like before he had his deployment like when mm-hmm. i like i first met him like before he, when you guys had gotten married already and stuff like that. <laughs> he was so, like joyous with you and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And then like when he came back from his deployment, like he was a totally like he was a, like a robot. And then it's just like it was just like when I when he passed and I seen the baby picture and stuff, and it was just like it's so sad because I'm just like people and they take no like responsibility like his no, parents like they take no responsibility for any of none that none at all none at all and it's none just like when i saw that baby picture i was just like i felt grief for him but also baby him yeah because i'm just like this little boy never got to like feel loved be happy never yeah. felt loved by anyone other than you and your family and even then he only enjoyed it purely for for like what a couple months before he left on his first deployment mm-hmm. came back like with you know injuries with yeah. PTSD and, and that, it is and I think that's why my family showed up more than his own family did for his funeral I think I'll never forget what was planned so last minute I'm sorry I didn't know he was gonna do it <laughs> I'm so sorry 
I didn't want my husband to sit in a cooler for longer than he needed. I, I didn't want him there to begin with. Like, I just needed him to, like, the hardest thing was leaving Albuquerque without him. That was the hardest thing ever, was leaving and being like, he's staying here. And it's not because I'm just going to go see my family. It's because he's dead. Yeah. Like, that's hard. That's hard. It's hard because all I ever wanted to do was to make sure he was happy. And he was so, he didn't know how to be loved or I don't know. It just, it never felt enough. Yeah. But I have to come to realize that I can only do so much. Like you said, I can't put that on me. That's, I can't, but it's hard. Yeah. Cause it I'm was like you, he was like that before. Yeah. And I, I don't think I told you, but I knew the exact moment that Matt was missing. Was he came home for vacation, like that little, when deployments were like 10 or 11 months, I think his was 11. And he came home and I don't know what we had to do. We had to go on base, but he had to put his uniform on again. Mm-hmm. And he, I like left him alone. And I came back into the room and he was like, oh, where's my gun? I'm like, oh, excuse you? <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I need my gun. I need to go to work. And I'm like, you're not going to work. We're going to, like, that's, he was having an episode. Yeah, his mind was having an episode, yeah. and that's when I knew that 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 was a Matt that I had married. This was a new Matt. This is going to be completely like, yeah. I'm not. That's also like what grief. You know, it's not just someone passing. It's everything that won't happen now. Yeah, or what you lost, like yeah. with, like your dad. You know, being there for a grandpa and then your brother. Every you you mourn all of that too. You don't just mourn the person. You mourn everything that they could have experienced. Yeah, and that's hard because I don't accept being happy at any point. Anytime I feel happy, I'm like I don't deserve it. I think it's just um, you're just like I don't want to feel happy because it feels like a bad thing. It does. It feels horrible like they're not here Mm -hmm. I shouldn't feel happy like um like I finished school right Mm -hmm. and I'm able to walk to get my certificate but I don't want to yeah because I know that he's not there Mm -hmm. so I remember when I got my like my letter from my teacher saying hey you're done this is your this is what you turn in to go get your 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 thing with your seat I cried in my car and his Instagram is still up so I called his Instagram and I told him like, hey, I did it. Like, I hope you're proud of me. And that's, uh, that's the grief that, that I hate yeah. because he's the first person I want to call. Mm-hmm. I can't call him. Yeah. That's horrible. And I also think though, like our grief as messed up as it sounds, it didn't make us harder, but when things go bad, we know how to react. Yeah. It's horrible, though. Because I think our brain is already so looking forward for something to go wrong. Oh, yeah. Like. I think that's why people think we're weird because we have, like, this weird thing with death. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm ready when you're ready, God. <laughs> but it's because... It's like uh, that oddity story we went to in El Paso. Oh, yeah. And they do the grief, the grief morning. Uh-huh. And... 
they take pictures in a, the casket. And I was like, oh my God, that'd be so cool. We should do that. You know? Because and you never know what you're going to look like. Everyone asks you to tell you things that's weird. But, but I'm like, dude, that would look cool. Like, you see how you, you would look like in a casket. That way you could put like, it in your book. I think like, this cool. is what I want to look like. So make this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I feel that we deal with death in such a, an interesting way. Yeah. Um, one of the things I read on, I read, because, you know, they say, oh, you read it somewhere. It's really, you heard it on TikTok. <laughs> Um, was when someone dies so close to you, you actually start to think of death because when it doesn't touch you directly, you're like, it's not even something that yeah, that's, that I'm worried about. And then you start to worry, am I actually going to meet all my life goals now? You start yeah. to wonder is like, you know, and that gives you death anxiety, which I had for a long time, mm -hmm. like hardcore. I don't know if you felt that, but I, I fucking did. Like, I would get anxiety thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And then what's going to happen? I think we had that conversation before. And you were like, I can't talk about it anymore. Because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen after you die. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. I think that's what I'm telling you. I started to feel a little like. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, because me and you are those people. Are like, we got to know what's going to happen. Like, if we get a procedure done. If we're going to go do something. It's like when we're going to go somewhere, we have to look at the parking situation. Like we gotta Most know, <laughs> but it's like we want to know what happens after we pass. You know, yeah. like, am I gonna get turned into a bird? Am I gonna get turned into a baby? Like, yeah, am I just gonna or, be like? Is it just gonna be a darkness? Like, what's gonna happen? That's what freaks me out. Is the is it going to be a darkness? Just nothing, because yeah. I get out. I, I in my head, I think. What if I don't see him again? And I think that's what scares me. What if I don't see him again? What if yeah. I can't just hug him one more time and be like, hey, I'm sorry for everything I did while you were alive, but I loved you. Mm -hmm. Like, I just can't accept, I can't accept that the fact that that was it. Yeah. You know, I remember his dad told me, I remember when I saw him take his, his first breath. And I'm, I'm so happy you got the good one. I got the bad one. I got the last one, okay? I never wanted that, sir. I never wanted that. I always hoped that I would die first because I always felt like I couldn't live without him. And I remember telling my therapist that he's a horrible thing, I think. But yeah. it's hard. I think especially, like, just... Even right now, like you finishing school and you're going to start your career. And it's just like you're starting a new life without him. Because this whole time, like in between, like, yeah, you've been going to school, you've been doing stuff and, you know, you're moving forward. But it's like now you're actually going to start like a big chapter and he's not there. That's what sucks. Because you want to share that. Yeah. Because I'm very fortunate that... uh he was that he left me like I, that could have been taken care of and I have like no matter what I still thank him every day I like, gave me the opportunity but I want to share it with him you know like um you tell me you're proud of me instead of my parents but it's not the same to hear like your husband tell you you yeah. know and that's where it sucks so bad I remember the first day of internship um 
I think my friend called her husband or texted her husband like, hey, you know, it was my first year. I think she mentioned that she talked to her husband about it, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I don't mean this like I, she did it. All, no, I'm, you know, you're supposed to tell your friends like, hey, I told my husband this. And in my heart, all I felt was it sink because I couldn't call him. Yeah. And that sucked. And it's yeah. selfish, but it sucks. Yeah. Even, um, trying to be in a relationship sucks yeah because you pick the same patterns pick the same patterns the same person just uh, a different name (laughs) sadly and uh you don't want to trauma dump on them and i'm not talking about this person specifically because that's something else i mean in general Mm -hmm. you don't want to trauma dump on them you know because you feel bad like hey i'm i come with baggage that's the hard part mm-hmm. because you're like repeating the same thing and it's just like what's going to be the outcome this time maybe I could change it sadly yes in this situation that I am in right now yeah that's exactly what it is what can I change what how can I make this work not right though I don't yeah. really am aware of that but I think that's something that I struggle with because my thing is I need to fix things I need to fix it and even in my whole marriage, it was like, okay, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to make your life easier? Like, that's literally how it has always been in our marriage. What can I do to make your life easier? Yeah. I could have fixed the one thing. But everybody, like, remember when I went back to school and I was, I was, my major was geology. And I was like, well, what do I do now? And then I remember how much we were struggling, like, with mental health, Matt and I. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do psychology. Because if anything, I could try to figure out how to fix this. Yeah. And I couldn't. I failed. So hard. Because here we are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mental hospital patient from 2011. (laughs) Alumni. (laughs) Class of 2011. Class of 2011. No, 2021. I got married in 2011. My bad. 2021. And he's floating with the fishies right now, living his best life in the ocean. Well, how you Yeah, I think, I think grief, if anything, it teaches you to see the good things in life a little bit. Like, um, like what we were talking about in the last podcast, it's just being thankful for the things you do get to do even though you feel guilty that you're there not there to enjoy it it's just like you got to be thankful even for waking up even for whatever even if you're having a bad day you know and it's hard like especially like what you went through and it's just like why didn't he take me to you know Mm -hmm. but it's just like you're here for another purpose just like you got the psychology degree and you can't you couldn't save him you couldn't help him but you were put here to help other people with their issues maybe not your own maybe not your own but i add to my own issues (laughs) living 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 and you know what you you're not the first person to tell me that because i remember um after Matt died, me and uh, me and Nick had a talk about me and Matt were married. 
I don't think the people know that. But when we started talking again after he died, it was, I would tell him, like, I just wish he would have taken me first. And he's like, I'm glad he didn't because you have another purpose here. He's like, you have another purpose other than just being a wife. And he's like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But it still sucks. Because I feel like that's all I've ever been. It's just a wife. Just you were putting his needs, everything he needed. Oh, yeah. And I think that's something you had to learn after, too. Yes. Yeah. Taking care of your needs and what you want to do. Like, even you finishing school right now. Mm-hmm. It's that like, still trips me out. <laughs> we're like, are we going to make it, guys? Are we going to make it? <laughs> she made it. <laughs> Remember I told you? I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah, I got a little worried there when you're like, what am I doing? Because it was scary. Because I felt like I felt, I messed up. I was like, I messed this up. I messed up, but I didn't. Uh, they said, you didn't do it great, but you're new. So we don't expect you to be perfect. And I was like, you know? Um, but trying to I grief into like our whole life at least between you and I that's sometimes why I think you and I are always meant to be together as weird as that sounds <laughs> <laughs> and as messed up as that sounds I don't think and a lot of people understand the highs and the lows that we both have yeah because there'll be times where we're talkative like hell and then yeah we'll talk and then sometimes where we're both like but it's not personal it's like hey I'm just having a rough day not you it's me a lot of people don't understand that though no they don't and they don't understand like you just need to go through it just like oh well you just need to do the oh you just need no i think we talked about in the last pod where i was told you just need to pray to god i'm like i did i prayed to god my whole marriage and we're still here like i need another route man yeah See, I think I have grief with that too, because the loss of I grew up. Yeah, because I grew up obviously always going to church. I think I've said that before, like yeah, in a Christian church. And I grew up thinking that you know, like you just pray or whatever, and you know, whoever heard me burp, sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry guys, like you just pray and God's gonna tell you something or you know. He'll he'll be there. He'll take care of whatever or whatever. And you put your whole heart into that, especially being so young. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're just like, is it me? What's wrong with me? And it's just like having, like, letting go of that and just being like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And, like, that was literally, like, what I've done forever because <laughs> I was always, like, at church. Um. It's just like it's a loss because it's like something you it's the only thing you knew and it's just like I feel like a lot of people are scared to walk away from it because it's just like instilled in us because you know especially in the Hispanic culture it's just like something that's just like drilled into our brains like, oh, you can't do that because that's bad. It's against what the Bible says or whatever. And it's just like, 
you gotta let go of all those toxic things you know yeah <laughs> and I'm not saying I, felt like, <laughs> I felt like I was alone going through mm -hmm. my depression in high school mm -hmm. and I would like pray and cry and I'm just like why why am I going through this mm -hmm. like I'm like I'm a good person I'm a good kid like why and then like you were yeah. expecting to hear something or some, a sign something and there's nothing and you just feel even more alone because yeah even though they're like obviously you don't know what who you're praying to whatever mm -hmm. and it's just like even then it's just like they're not answering you back or you're not getting anything from that and it's just like you feel even more like let down yeah you do because you think why am I that bad of a person like yeah. what did I do so bad to you God that you're punishing me this way what yeah. did I do like you, you start to analyze your life right like yeah, what did I do I'm not a bad person like I'm not great but I'm like not a criminal like, I haven't killed anybody you know like so you wonder what did I do wrong yeah and and, and I remember praying to God like please just God if you know and it's necessary if you're real please just wake me up and tell me this was a nightmare I will do whatever you want me to do just for this to not be real and yeah. what happened no so then you, at least for me you start to wonder if God is such a good person why did this happen yeah and he's supposed to know everything yeah. why did he let this happen and I have people have some free will yeah yeah I, I get that but shouldn't God not want his children to suffer that way? Yeah. And I don't just mean me. I mean the Matt, the fact that Matt should have had an opportunity to have a good life. And if it just yeah. wasn't with me, I wish he would have had the opportunity to have it however which way he wanted it, but be alive. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's why I'm like, like people are like, oh yeah, like, they take their kids to church and stuff like that. Mm. And I was telling my kids, like, if you want to work out. <laughs> I'm like, if you want to go, like, I'll take you. Like, that's yeah. up to you. And like I tell them like like the pretty much the sum summary of what church and religion and stuff is. Mm -hmm. But um I don't want them to grow up the way I did. And you know, thinking everything's so horrible or, you know, you have to be this way and you can't do this or whatever. And it's just like putting so much faith in something and not getting anything back from it. So you start to and feel it, unworthy. Yeah. To me, it's like something's out there. I don't know. Yeah. If it's God, I don't know. And I'm just like, there's a greater thing bigger than us that I know is out there. Mm -hmm. but you know I just put it out in the universe like hey you know like I'm not like hey god it's me Elaine. you know I've done that though <laughs> hey god it's me again <laughs> I'm just like I don't know what's going on but you know we've got to change it up because uh, this isn't working I don't know what's up there but you know and when things go good, you wonder, is this God being good to me? But then you wonder the sh really, really bad stuff you've gone through. And you're like, how is this the same God? How? Like, yeah. I think right how? now, what I think about is because, um, like, with my brother passing away, because my brother was, like, very much, like, he wasn't go to church, but he was, like, he would pray. Religious. 
he would be like he was still like very spiritual about like god and stuff and it's just like how could you let him go through so much and not at least give him like some kind of a life ending something yeah something yeah and it's just like that I feel like that is like what angers me about like in my grief because I'm just like why Mm -hmm. so why like you want to ask God can you just tell me why you did this why why did this freaking happen and when I think of your brother I'm like he was such a good person yes I only see one part of your brother you know, because there's a he was I understand that, but he was still a good person. Yeah. That nobody deserves that. Yeah. No one. So I don't I you can't understand like how like how could this actually happen? Or even Matt, like he literally had an appointment the next day. He did for behavioral health. And then yeah, the next day. Yeah. And it's just like he tried. And I, I'm going to share something that maybe isn't the best thing to share, but I'm still going to share it. Uh, I was looking through his phone because you're trying to find clues. Like, what did I miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? The week before he and I had been texting because I was here in El Paso. And he was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing without you. Like, I started to feel the emo-ness, right? And, and I was like, he's probably just going through one of his moods. Let's, you know, like, we're going to work this, through this out. I was like, you want me to come home? I'll go home right now. I was like, I'll get there at nine, midnight, whatever, but I'll be there. And he told me that I had to stay there, that I had to Mm -hmm. stay here. He has never told me I needed to stay anywhere, but he he told me you need to stay there. And then I kept looking through, through the time period of that time. And I I saw he messaged his dad. I told his dad, dad, I don't feel good. Something's wrong. Dad completely blew it off and talked about his own personal life, his own issues. And then at the end was, You'll get through it. You're a man. You're a redic. You got this. And I, I screenshotted that. And I send it to myself because I just can't believe that. You're so, when I, I'm not a parent, but I know when I've told my mom, "Hey, I something's wrong." I, I, she's sat me down and been like, "I might not understand, but if you just need a vent, I'm here." Yeah. So I don't understand how he reached out. You know. To, to his dad, because I know he didn't do that before, but nothing. I still feel guilt that I didn't leave here. I did, that I did listen to him and stayed. I still feel guilt about that. And I think that's the other thing about grief is feeling guilt. Like, what could I have done? Like, with anything, even if someone was sick, why didn't I mm-hmm. notice sooner? If mm-hmm. it, something happened like why didn't I reach out to them it's everything you always feel that what could I have done to you know step in and or maybe if we would have tried this they would still be here if I would have done that if I just would have shut up that day if I you know and I say that because I don't think a lot of people know how or maybe I I don't remember if I shared that you start to think what did I do because I feel like everything sometimes like butterfly effect it leads you to certain decisions. I feel like, what did I do to make this be the outcome? And I always think that, like the the butterfly effect thing. Uh huh. 
Because I'm always like, what if it was like something from earlier? <laughs> like, yes. But I could probably pinpoint where I messed up on, on my dating life in general, which led me to Matt. But he will forever be the biggest. But he'll forever be the love of my life. No matter what. No matter what. And I think it's so unfair that the love of my life is not here. And it's just like one of the biggest losses because it's someone you decided to share your life with. It's not a relative, like even though it's like you didn't know them your whole life, yeah. but you chose to be with this person and you had plans with this person. Like, oh yeah, because especially our age, you know? Yeah. You're already like, oh yeah, when we get older, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. We're going to travel here, you know? Yeah. And that's hard because he felt like home. Even when things were bad, he still felt like home. And even now I'm like, I want to go home. I don't have a home. I mean, yeah, I have a home. But it's not the home I want. Yeah. It's not your home because Matt was your home. Mm -hmm. No matter where we went. Because, you know, we moved overseas. And then, you know, Albuquerque. I always knew as long as he was there, everything was going to be fine. Even if we were mad or whatever, I, if something happened, I knew everything would be fine. I never had to worry about like, oh, what if this happened? Matt will help me. Matt will take care of it. He'll he'll help me figure it out. Yeah. And that's the hard part is you wonder, back to the religion thing. If this was supposed to happen, why did you let me meet him? Why? Why did If this was going to happen, why did you let me meet him? He's like, I showed you the red flags. <laughs> he did, though. He did. He did. Uh, getting married uh, three months after meeting is a huge red flag, by the way. I mean, that's actually, I feel like, long for people who meet army guys. Because people be getting married, like, the next week after they meet someone. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I would know. Because those are the guys that I date are army. <laughs> Oh, oh sorry. my god! We got it. No. We got a lot, guys. You you do because I'm starting to think like, damn, that's true. Because <laughs> yeah, who does what, what what people of military do? This man, man, my parents got married and moved in like no other. Yeah, man, my family, whatever, and um, sadly, we we were, we were talking about this earlier. Seems like history is repeating itself to an extent. I just gotta find a way to like. I'm really good at cutting people off. Like, at yeah. least men, we talked about that. I'm pretty good at cutting them off. Like, ODB, and nobody's ever going to know who these people are because we have names for these people. ODB, uh, Ogre, um, Beetlejuice, like, pretty good. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. If he sees this, <laughs> just, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> bless you thank you bless you but what by the time this airs i think my family's still like my whole family hasn't met him but more than enough has met him yeah yeah uh, yeah like way more than i expected to honestly yes because he will be the first oh person that they meet and not the last 
we after this, so you don't know that. We, and I don't mean because we're gonna end up in the long term, like oh, I'm just saying because I might be that traumatized. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore, Lord. I don't want to do this. You're like baby Jesus. I what did I tell you earlier? I'm doing it for the plot. I'm doing it for the pod. <laughs> yeah, guys. So if you're out there. <laughs> She be having all these, all, all this fun just for you guys to tell you stories. Yes. And my trauma, I can share it here. <laughs> uh, the cool thing is, uh, we got a Sasquatch sticker, you and I, from that. <laughs> that that's a plus. Um, always a plus. But uh, when when you really sit down and think about it, I think the way I'm handling it is because I can't accept that that's how that ended. So I need to find something similar so it can end in a better way. Yeah. That's literally it. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. Yeah. But. But at least you know. People mm -hmm. be like doing it and they don't even know. Yeah. And I think the only reason I'm even knowing is because I'm fortunate enough to have you in my life. Maybe a lot of people don't. I'm not saying you like don't appreciate their friends that are very honest with you. Because it hurts for you to hear it, but you know they don't mean it because they're trying to make you feel bad. They mean it because they yeah. care about you. So if anybody's fortunate to have a very honest friend, you're very fortunate. They don't do it to be mean. They do it because they love you. Yeah. Like, for us, see, for us, it's just like, I tell you the truth, but I'm like, hey, dude, you do you. I'm just letting you At least you, you track know. me. <laughs> at least you track me so you know I'm alive. When you leave your location <laughs> on, yeah. No, I've been leaving it on now, though, because now I'm admitting the fact that I'm still continuing this. Now I'm admitting that I'm continuing this. And you know what the sad part is? They All the guys I've dated, they all live in the same street. All of them. Every single one of them. And it's like, oh, this is not good, guys. This is not good. It's not good at all. She sees not the pattern. Good go for it. Uh, no, this last one is the pattern cut to a T. Except what if my aunt say shorter? <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. So let's see how this plays out in the next few episodes. Are you like, this is how I am um, dealing with my grief right now. This, no, this is literally how I'm dealing with my grief right now. I don't have school. Well, I don't have school anymore. So I'm trying, I need to find ways to fill up my mind again. Because I noticed I do things that are not very well thought out of when I have a lot of time in my head. Yeah. But uh, we're going to make it work. We're back again after a quick little doggy pee break. <laughs> yeah, I'm riding my own dog out. He's looking to look at me like, damn, you really gotta do like do me like that, huh? He's like, what if my friends watch this, mom? I know, don't talk about me like that. I did not consent to being filmed and talked about. Literally. <laughs> um, so we're heading into like the last little bit of our, our grief uh pod. And I think at the end of the day, I think we both share the sentiment that grief is so different for everybody else. For everybody. Yeah. And I think we're both big advocates of just feel what you want to feel. Do what feels right to you. Because and you don't got to explain it to nobody. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we all what? Go to wherever else our, our life ends to. And it's just like, oh, well... You know, you should move on, or oh, or you should be doing. Who cares? Yeah, or oh, it's too. Do soon. they pay your bills? 
Do they feed do they you? Buy you? They finance you? And the other F, which we will not discuss on this one right now. <laughs> Just think of the other F. Finance, feed you, and you. Okay? Exactly. The answer is no. They have no opinion on your life. None. None at all. Just go through what you need to go through. Feel your emotions. If you feel like celebrating that's the way you grieve if you feel like crying if you feel like being alone whatever you feel like you need to do and if you feel like it's just too much for you then talk to someone mm-hmm. you know someone you're close to if you need to call one of the numbers you know which will always provide in the info box down below always and it's just like just do what feels good to you how you know that you're okay feeling whether like just crying hysterically if you need to go somewhere and yell you know and what i've been thinking about doing is like especially like for my brother just like uh writing letters Mm -hmm. like if they were here even though you know because it's weird being like hey you know how are you (laughs) for me um I mean, do everything you can that that won't cause harm to you or to others. Let's just make sure. I mean, we, we you got to make sure we say that because that's the last thing you want to do is cause harm or at least to yourself and to others. For me, as I I uh, message in Matt's Instagram, one day it's gonna be like um too many messages. Stop right. messaging him. Oh, I'll be like, well, fuck you. Well, f you too. <laughs> yeah, because you know. You think you're okay one day and the next day you won't be. And that's okay. And it is okay because I thought I was fine this morning. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, it, but it, it's, it's good that we talk about it because if there's one thing that helps it helps you do is you desensitize from it. So it allows you to be able to live with it as messed up as that sounds. Sometimes yeah. that needs to happen mm-hmm. for you to be able to live a, a, a normal life because at the end of the day, you're still here. Yeah. Your life, you feel like it ends. And maybe the yeah. old you ended, but you still have to. You yeah. should want to continue. And I just want to put in there, like, especially like being a parent and going through grief, and it's like something your kids are going to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's better to talk to them. Like, it's okay to cry in front of them. It's okay to let them know how you're feeling and let them know why you're feeling what you're feeling. Because then you open up that um, window of them thinking, like knowing that it's okay for them to show their feelings and people, it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to miss someone because they're not there because, you know, they need to know that because we didn't grow up thinking like, oh, you know, that's okay. So it's like important just to, you know, communicate and let them know, you know, you don't have to hide from them even though sometimes you feel like you have to, but it's just important just to put that communication out there. Cause I think I'm not a parent, but at the end of the go, I think you want to raise kids who are more healthier with their emotions. You want them to be a better version of you. At the yeah. end of the, you want them to be better people. I mean, you're an amazing yeah. person, but you know what I mean, right? You want them to be more. Yeah. And I think you be, giving them that option is amazing. Giving them that free space to do that. It's just, it's something I think a lot of people our age wish we would have had. Yeah. And even sometimes it's like, it catches you off guard because then when my kids are like, oh, I miss Theo Jr. Oh, you know, like 
Mm. And it's just like, oh, me too. You know, it's okay. Like, and sometimes they'll hit you with the heart. You're like, you're like I, I was not going to go through that today. But, no, yeah. You know. And it does because um, I have a cousin. Uh, uh, that one, I won't say the name. They tell me, I sometimes tell myself that he's deployed. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn, you wonder. It not only hits you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sad. You know? It's life. Just gotta talk it out. Yeah. Talking it out, I think, is one of the greatest things. And sometimes, I, I think I saw a TikTok on this. It's not easy to find someone who not only wants to listen to you wholeheartedly with no judgment, but also how do you do it in a way where you're not like dumping on them to make them feel bad, you know? Yeah. But once you find somebody, whether it's a friend, super close to a family member, even if you want to go to church to a, a religious individual, that's cool too. As long as so you like, said, like how I feel like starting to write letters and stuff, like mm-hmm. you want to write a journal of yeah. your feelings or whatever you need to do to get it out. Because if you let it in festering and stuff, it's going to get you. I'm saying you bad word you blow up you know like that's when the really bad decisions happen yeah and like i think we've joked around about this before <laughs> i used to cry everywhere in el paso everywhere because i go for car rides and then i couldn't stop crying so i need to pull over yeah but it helped me yeah and sometimes that might happen and that's okay you somewhere you see something it'll be smell. the most random thing mm-hmm. you smell something or you think you hear their voice. Has that happened to you where you think you hear their voice? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, obviously, Matt, <laughs> military, I his uh, casualty assistant officer that was assigned to look just like Matt in the uniform. And that right here. Yeah. But and bless him, now. wherever he may be. Best man I ever met in my life <laughs> in the military. <laughs> you're like is there anyone like you sir yes you're happily married great man so it's not romantic that i think you're an amazing man it's the fact that you never left my side when i needed help from you the fact that you never judged me for feeling the way i did i'll forever be grateful and that's what i'm saying you never know where that support's gonna come from exactly and you don't know what other people are going through they might be going through the same thing you were you know they lost someone too whether it be a death or someone they just lost. It's just like, you know. Yeah, I've heard through sometimes when people die and you have like the other side of the family, you lose their family, you feel that void. As mess of us, I'm very fortunate. I don't feel that way. It's not really part of our lives, at least my life. But I can't imagine being close to your significant other's family and the one thing holding you there. It's no longer there. Yeah. And it's sad. It's just like, it's like a whole other thing you lose. Mm-hmm. And every, as messed up as this sounds, every single person is going to go through a death. Every single person. Whatever they say, the only two sure things in life are death and taxes. Yes, death and taxes. And yes, it's true. It's very true. Death and taxes are two things you can't run from. And I feel like I wish this was taught when we were younger. Yeah. 
I wish that certain things were taught more than uh, A squared plus B squared equals C squared, whatever it is, you know, because I've never used it yet. I've yeah. never used it personally. So just wondering where that's. I would have rather learned how to do my taxes. Yeah. How saying. to write a will. Exactly. Oh, I'm a big advocate about writing wills, by the way. Please. They have free, not free because you just have to pay for it, but you can write it yourself at Staples and have it notarized. Please just, no, you, you can never be too young to, to do that. Never. You never know. Have a will, please. Have a will. I have one. And it says exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. So everybody should have one. Ace is looking <laughs> at like, ma'am, uh, could we not talk about that will right now? He's like, I better be in that. Oh, I better be where I'm taking care of. He has a special clause. It's called the Ace Speed Lights clause. <laughs> Y'all might think I'm joking, but I'm not. That's the sad no, part. He said, I am not. This dog, and he's looking at me, giving me these little puppy faces because he, he, I haven't seen him the whole weekend. And when I've been home during the weekend, there's been somebody else here, and he's not a fan of that person. So he's like a little mad at me right now. Is this dog will forever be well taken care of more than a human? I will do anything for this little dog. <laughs> so I need to make sure he's taken care of. But uh, thank you for joining us on like not a soft subject. <laughs> and next week we'll come back with a lighter subject. Yes, we don't know what yet. But if you guys have any ideas, we don't be shy. Don't be shy. We do have somebody who wanted to hear about our college days that we didn't talk about. I don't know. Maybe we'll take that into consideration. You never know. Our crazy target parties when we worked there. Oh my god, yes. And then when we met um those guys like that became our friends for like a long time. They are do you remember the trunk? before we weren't put in a trunk somebody put themselves in my trunk okay i didn't do it i did it for next week i know but i want to end on a, on a good cliffhanger <laughs> we might not talk about that we might talk about something else you never know never know so nice. thank you guys for joining us we'll see you next week bye, bye.